Hi there. It's Jan, and welcome back to All That Matters. I'm so glad you're here. Thanks again for giving us a rating on Apple, if you listen to it on Apple, or on Spotify, or Podchaser, wherever you're picking up our uh, podcast. And thanks again to the many, many listeners uh, who have written into jangoldstein.com, jan at jangoldstein.com, to share their views and ideas and questions, and just to let me know how you're enjoying the pod podcast. Um, you know, I've been thinking a lot about poetry ever since the inauguration, and Amanda Gorman, this wonderful 22-year-old uh, poet laureate, youth poet laureate, uh, shared a beautiful poem she wrote. And I'm thinking of many times I've heard other poets and things like that. My Angelou, years and years ago when I was a kid, Robert Frost. And of course, I grew up with a, a poet for a mother. So there was great appreciation. I'd come home and oftentimes I'd come home from school. I'd want a chocolate chip cookie and a glass of milk. But my mom would always say, Jan, come sit over here and listen to the poem I wrote today. And it was always this incredible creativity in my home. I was very, very fortunate to have a mom who was a writer and who not only read poetry to me, but wrote poetry and then shared it with me and uh, with our family. And that meant growing up on poetry meant seeing the world in a certain way. Um, and seeing words in a certain way, which I guess that's why I love writing so much. And um, my books, people have mentioned, reflect in some of the language that is used. Uh, poetry, I'm actually working on a new one now called The One, which has a great deal of poetry in it uh, from the past and, and weaves it into... Um, life today into a, a love story of reclaiming a, a love that may have started long ago. And, um, and I think that's an approach to life that poetry has is, in other words, anything that has happened before doesn't mean it's over. Doesn't mean the past does not equal the future, of course, but it doesn't mean that it's wasted or it's gone. We use what we've uh, lived with and what we've experienced, and we use that to create the present and to create the future. But it's the raw material. It's the experiences that have helped shape us and forge us. And uh, it brought my thinking this week to uh, a few poets and some of the quotes that I think are so powerful, and I thought I'd share them with you as a means of reframing how we might be looking at this entire period of time right now in which many of us are indoors or certainly struggling with um, the challenges of the pandemic and isolation and looking to the future and what that's going to look like. Um, Mary Oliver, who's an incredible poet, and if you're not familiar with her work, I hope you We'll look her up, uh, and some of you may be. Mary Jane Oliver was an American poet. She won the National Book Award and the Pulitzer Prize. And her work is, the hallmark of her work really is her connection to nature, 
rather than the human world. In other words, she had a lifelong passion for solitary walks in the wild. And maybe that's some of you out there have been taking long walks. It's one of the things we can do either in isolation by ourselves or maybe with a partner, uh, a friend, socially distanced, whatever. But we are, you know, able to at least do that. And I know that for me, nature, just getting out in nature, uh, wherever that may be, has been a way of dealing with everything else. I need to kind of fill my soul with uh, trees and water and sky and stone and um, the beauty that's out there. And we need to feed that even when we live in a city. You know, we may be in New York City and get out to the park or wherever we may be or take a drive up somewhere and get get out. Uh, but she was influenced by Whitman and she was influenced by Thoreau. Here were her instructions for living a life, very briefly. Pay attention. Be astonished. Tell about it. Instructions for living a life. Pay attention. Be astonished. Tell about it. And I think that that is something we each need to keep in mind. Um, Even with all that we've been going through, paying attention to some of the wonders around us or some of the ways in which things work. I'm so astonished at the way medicine is working but also the way human beings are interacting um the way a kid can make a card and go to a neighbor who's been basically shut in who's elderly hasn't been able to get out much and hold that card up to a window saying i'm thinking about you think of the little wonders like that pay attention and to be astonished the ability to still be moved by something, to be amazed by something. Abraham Joshua Heschel said, what we need to nourish within ourselves is radical amazement. And I think that's such a cool terminology, radical amazement. And the poet Oliver is telling us, be astonished. And once we lose the ability to be astonished, Maybe we're just walking through life. We have to hold on to it, and maybe especially now. And tell about it. Share your stories. If this isn't a time for sharing stories, that's one of the reasons I have this podcast, is to talk about it. You know, she, uh, Mary Oliver, died two years ago this month, and she had written ahead of time, When Death Comes. She wrote, When It's Over, I Want to Say, All my life, I was a bride married to amazement. I was the bridegroom taking the world into my arms. Isn't that beautiful? When it's over, I want to say, all my life, I was a bride married to amazement. I was the bridegroom taking the world into my arms. She's amazed by the world, and there goes that word amazement again. And I think, think this week, One thing, two things maybe, that you're amazed at. They might be something another person has done. They might be something inside of you. Might be something you've seen or heard. Words, poetry, 
um, art, but whatever it is, take a moment to live in that amazement, to experience it. I want to talk about another uh, poet, John O'Donohue, who was a poet, a, a priest, a philosopher. He wrote and, and, and resourced his Celtic spirituality. And he was born in 1956 and died all too young at the age of 52. Um, and John celebrated his Celtic roots. I went to uh, write um, and to be an artist in residence at uh, a place that took its name from his first book, Anamkara, which is in West Ireland. Um, and the word Anamkara, the words mean soul friend. And it is the beauty of that concept, uh, a soul friend. Do you have one? Do you want one? Are you one? A soul friend. We have friends, and then we have friends that connect to our souls. And he talked a lot about how about connections. He was very immersed, also like Jane, uh, like Mary Oliver in in nature. Uh, but he talked also in terms of our own creative selves. That each one of us is an artist. And he wrote in Anamkara, in it, which was his first book, "When you cease to fear your solitude." A new creativity awakens in you. Your forgotten or neglected wealth begins to reveal itself. You come home to yourself and learn to rest within. Isn't that beautiful? You come home to yourself and learn to rest within. And I think John would suggest that when when we come to the end of this pandemic and we wonder what's going to be out there, um, that we will find come home to ourselves, but that we can do that even now. Even now, if you're feeling constrained by what we have to do medically in this world or health-wise uh, and the social distance and the masks and the staying away from things and things being closed down, he'd, he'd say, if you can cease to fear your solitude, fear, cease to fear being alone, there's a new creativity that awakens in you. So what's your creativity going to be this week and in the weeks to come? What creativity are you involved in right now? And if you're not, take some time to maybe deal with not fearing the solitude, being alone, but coming home to yourself and the creativity that lives within you. He said, this is the time to be slow. Lie low to the wall until the bitter weather passes. It's almost as if he's writing about this period of time we're going through and the winter some of us are going through. Try as best you can, he wrote, not to let the wire brush of doubt scrape from your heart all sense of yourself and your hesitant light. If you remain generous, time will come good and you will find your feet again on fresh pastures of promise where the air will be kind and blushed with beginning. Wow. If you remain generous, time will come good. You will find your feet again on fresh pastures of promise. Don't we want that? Where the air will be kind and blushed with beginning. We have a new beginning coming to us, each of us. And we will experience it. If we remain generous, 
Time will come good, he says. You know, there's another wonderful poet, also from Ireland. His mom was from Ireland, dad from England and West Yorkshire, David White, and perhaps you've heard of him. He writes a most wonderful thing, and I want to share this with you, and I hope it's a quote that it it sticks with me ever since I first read it. And I think it's a lesson that we all need to be reminded of particularly now where we've taken time apart from the world in a way. We reassess what's truly important, and that's the name of this podcast, All That Matters. What truly matters? And he wrote in a poem called Sweet Darkness, anything or anyone that does not bring you alive is too small for you. Think of that. Anyone or anything that does not bring you alive is too small for you. As you look at your life, are there people in it that are too small for you? They take up your time. They take up your energies. There's no giving back. Are there tasks that you're involved in that are too small for you because they just drain you? And they don't nurture you or nourish you. That's what poetry does for me. It nurtures and nourishes me. And when David White reminds me in one poetic sentence, truly what matters, and that if there's anything or anyone that doesn't bring us alive, what are we doing with them or it? What are we doing busying our life with that? Let us come out of this period of pandemic as we move through the coming months and years and let us be reminded what truly is important what truly matters may you recognize in your life says john o'donohue the presence power and light of your soul may you realize you're never alone that your soul in its brightness and belonging connects you intimately with the rhythm of the universe. May you have respect for your own individuality and difference. Your soul knows the geography of your destiny. Here's to your destiny, here's to mine. Here's to recognizing our own presence, power, and light. May it be a week of poetry. May it be a week of discovery. Celebrate yourself and celebrate life. Until next time, I'm Jan Goldstein, and this is All That Matters. <laughs>